Want to support the show and get free stuff while you do so? Go to patreon.com slash the dolls of horror for more information. Okay, so check it out. That is Ramsey Aikman, and this was his mortuary. But he had a very interesting hobby. Psychical research. Now your guy, dead kid, his name was Jonah, and he was Aikman's assistant and a medium. So supposedly they contacted the dead through Jonah, and people came to have chats with their dead hubby or wife or find out where Auntie Mame hid the family jewels. Now he claims that he discovered how to amplify the seances. So he not only contacted the dead, but he made things appear. What things? Ectoplasm. And what is ectoplasm? A mysterious protoplasmic substance streaming out of the body of mediums. Photographs of ectoplasm often show a gelatinous material oozing from all the natural orifices of the medium, from mouth, ears, nose, eyes, and even the lower orifices. So, Aikman held all those seances in this house, and people came from all over and were convinced. Well, we know what happened to him. Well, here's where it gets a little weirder. Okay, so there was a seance led by Aikman with Jonah as the medium. All four sitters in Aikman were found dead. Cause of death, not clear. So did Jonah kill him? Nobody knows. No sign of him. He was missing, vanished, never seen again. Okay, so 30 years later, in the 50s, when they expanded the highway, they did a detour through the county cemetery. When they tried to relocate some of the old plots, they found something weird, or didn't find. What? Over 100 bodies that were supposed to be there worked. Someone stole the bodies. Aikman. Aikman or Jonah. Aikman or Jonah. Maybe. But why? I don't know. But I might know somebody who does. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> Being the parent of a child with a terminal illness is beyond stressful, especially when talking about experimental treatments, and especially, especially when you have to drive eight hours just to get there. But what happens when you decide to move closer to that hospital only to find out that you just moved into a demonic murder house? Remember, folks, if you ask your realtor if the house you're looking at is haunted, they have to tell you the truth. So do your best to avoid any ectoplasmic lurching tonight as the dolls discuss 2009's The Haunting in Connecticut. And now, The Dolls of Horror. It's showtime. Hey guys, welcome back to the Dolls of Horror podcast, the spot to feed your tormented addiction. I'm Summer. And I'm Jamie. And Jamie, you picked this movie. I'm so excited. It's such a good one. Yeah, it's actually, yeah, it's actually been quite a while since I've seen it too. So it was definitely like a long time. It was like a long needed revisit for me. Yeah, I watched it earlier. I watched it about a year ago, within the year, but not with a critical eye. I wasn't picking it apart. Mm -hmm. I was just along for the ride, as always. And um, I didn't realize I had so much to say. So I'm very, very excited for this one. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, I am like so excited to hear what you have to say because you texted me too last night and we're like, I have so much to say, words, thoughts. And I'm like, I am excited so many. to hear this. <laughs> so many thoughts. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, so tonight we are discussing 
The Haunting in Connecticut from 2009. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> when is the first time you saw this movie, Jamie? Honestly, pretty close to when it came out. Um, I, I saw I um I saw it like in theaters, but it was like later. It was like towards the end of its run, basically in theaters. I think I saw it in the cheap seats. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I saw it pretty close to when it came out. I rented it from the library, as I always do. I was already living here in Chicago at the time. Um, so, I mean, I'm pretty sure I knew about it. I said, ooh, I'll have to check that out when it comes out. I loved the mm-hmm. cast in it. And I rented it, and I loved it. And yeah. A funny story. Um, I have a deep history with this, the story. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was 10 years old, not even 10, I, my birthday's in December. This was in October. So I was nine years old. It was late October, 1992. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Take me uh, back. Take uh, me take, back, Summer. Taking you take back. Take me back to 92. It's almost Halloween. It's like the day before Halloween because I looked it up. Halloween falls on a Saturday that week. Mm-hmm. So this had to be a weekday. I'm watching my spooky shit as I did when I was 10 years old because I was in full-blown horror mode then, right? Mm-hmm. I started at 8. So I was deep into my love for horror and all things spooky. Um, and, of course, October is the best time for all things spooky on TV. Yes. I'm watching Sally Jesse Raphael. <laughs> Bring me back. Bring yeah. me back. That's an old fashioned sentence if you ever heard one. Yeah. <laughs> Some of our younger listeners might be like, huh? Who the hell? <laughs> what is right? that? And they have this family on. Oh. They have the Schneider family on talking about their experiences on that episode. They also had the Warrens on. <gasps> Yay! <laughs> awesome. Yes. So this is my first experience knowing about the Warrens. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that I knew about Amityville, but I didn't think I knew that they were connected to it. Sure. Right. And I was so into this episode of Sally Jesse, and. <laughs> I think the episode was called something along the lines of I was raped by a ghost. Awesome. (laughs) Okay. It was very um, exploitive, of course, as those shows normally do. But it had the mom. It had the husband on. um, It had uh, their niece on. And this was before the movie. The book had just been written. So they were promoting the book a little bit. Um, and they had some neighbors on who were arguing with them about what was going on in that house. And the Warrens were like, you weren't there. I don't know what's going on across the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was this one neighbor. I remember this, <laughs> this crazy town. There was this one neighbor and she brought out her notebook of, oh <laughs> of all the things that were happening in the neighborhood. <laughs> 
Oh my god. She's that lady who stares out her window and waits for something to happen and document. And then it. she writes it down on her notebook and she's yes. like, one of these days I'm gonna do something with these notes. Right. So she was arguing that all the nights that these events happened, there was a garbage truck down the street making a racket. So that's what that noise was. And I'm like, it's kind of creepy, actually, that you're Harry. so involved in your neighbors' lives. <laughs> My God, I know. Like, check on the lady down the street, like, watching everybody lurking on everybody. Creeping. Man. Yeah. Anyway, um, fast forward to, I don't know, 20 years later, about 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. After this movie came out, so that's probably why it happened, that episode of Sally Jesse was put on YouTube. And everything came full circle and, and we're happy. And I was like, wait a second. I didn't make the connections between that episode who was that was so important in my brain because I always remembered this haunting story. I always remembered these people. They I've yeah. lived with them and this episode for forever, but this was before YouTube. So it's not like you ever got to see it again. Right. I wasn't VCRing it. So, no. yeah, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is this is the episode and this is the movie and this is the story. What? Oh, <laughs> you're like, I feel like I'm a girl of 10 again. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So this was my first experience with this story. And wow. then they made a movie on it. And I was like, Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. So this has been like a long, this movie was a long time coming for you. Yes. And I didn't even know it. <laughs> I, I did know. not wow. even know it because they changed the names of the people in the movie. So the family is called different names than sure. the real family is. And yeah. Um, and I also, I gifted you the book in the dark place. Yes. I haven't finished it yet. Um, right. When we were decided to do this movie, I was like, okay, now I'm going to have to read the book afterwards. I wanted to read it before, but I've only gotten through a little bit. I've like right. just kind of like skimmed it so far. But yeah, right. I'm excited to read it. <laughs> yes. Um, and I told you when we recorded our I Madman episode that I scored a copy of this book in hardcover, like a first edition. Yeah, which um, is so dope. I love first real. editions. Right, a first edition where it's still set on the cover based on a true story, even though the writer has said it's, right. it's mostly fiction. Um because right. he was told to make it up, he said. <laughs> I've uh, read some I've read some um words from the author, yeah, on the yeah. book and, and the fiction of it. <laughs> right, right. So uh, but just the fact that I have the original copy that says based on a true story. It's kind of thrilling, even though so I know cool. I know that it was exploited a lot. I, it's like it's very, very cool to have in my collection because it's That's awesome. It's, it's so rare because it's out of print like that. Oh yeah. So, oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, I go way back on the story, so it's pretty wow. amazing. Um, if you guys have not seen The Haunting in Connecticut from two thousand nine, here is the synopsis. Spoilers up the wazoo on this one. Yes, many spoilers ahead. After a family is forced to relocate for their son's medical treatment, they begin experiencing supernatural behavior in their new home and uncover a sinister history. You know, it's pretty standard haunting mm -hmm. stuff. 
It is pretty classic tale. Right. Um, it stars the beautiful and amazing Virginia Madsen, Martin Donovan, Kyle Gallner, and Elias Cates. Um, I know I said that last name wrong again. And I know Elias. He was a customer at the restaurant I used to work at when he was <gasps> working here in Chicago. Um, cool. He was a regular. He was one of the kindest individuals i have ever had the pleasure to know Aww. he is so kind that i mispronounced his first name wrong the entire time i knew him and was calling him elias and he never corrected me so Aww. i was mispronouncing his name for two years like an asshole and he was too nice to tell me actually it's elias Oh, he sounds sweet. Right. Um, but and seriously, one of the nicest humans I have ever met. So just so That's you know. That's awesome. That makes me like him even more. Oh, he's wonderful. He is wonderful. Um, really a highlight of my work shift, honestly. I bet. Yeah. Um, directed by Peter Cornwell. Written by Adam Simon and Tim Metcalf. Now... Adam wrote and directed Brain Dead. Oh, okay, cool. Right? We love that one, right? Yeah. And Tim did Revenge of the Nerds. Nice. And he wrote Fright Night Part 2. Okay. This was also produced by Daniel Ferenc. And he directed and co-wrote those documentaries we love, The Never Sleep Again, The Crystal Lake Memories. Um, he did a documentary on this story also. Nice. Oh, I want to see that. Oh, it's good. That one is on YouTube. It's really great. And he wrote Halloween Part 6, my very first horror movie in the theater. Aww. Awesome. And he wrote Havenhurst. Oh, hey. We remember that one. We saw that one. It was such a good movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we love us some Daniel. Um yeah. Wow. So this movie had a good cast, good crew behind it. For sure. Oh, yeah. So let's jump right on into our favorite kill. Fatality. Now, this movie's difficult because there really aren't like kills like there are in in our normal horror movie that we do, right? There's not. I mean, I, I did find I did find something that I think counts. Um, okay. But yeah, it wasn't really like a a kill kind of movie, was right. it? <laughs> so for me, I I did favorite ghostly apparition <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> because I know there was technically like a kill that could have counted in there, but it was like just one, and I was like, mm, I like the ghost sequences way better. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's what I chose, but I'm dying to know. Let's talk about your favorite kill. Well, um, yeah, there was there was only like a couple like kills I could like, you know, yep. like say kind of counted. So um, of course, there's like the boy Jonah, the ghost right. boy. Um, but you know, I wasn't huge on his kill like when right. they showed it. Um, I mean, I picked the I picked the people who all like got killed in the seance in the past, like when yeah. um, you know, you see them on the ground and they're kind of burned up. Yeah. Um, 
So I picked that one. It was kind of a cop out because there weren't many options, but I did pick that one. And it's I did not, like how they looked. It's not your fault. There weren't many options. It's just the way it was. It isn't my fault. It's I did my fault. best. Yes. <laughs> you did better than I did because I, I did cop out. And I'm like, I love the sequence. Love the sequence. When Elias is, is driving back and he thinks he's cleared the house. Mm-hmm. And he looks back and he sees Jonah in the back of his car just staring at him. Yeah. Gives you the gives you the goosebumps. It's so good. And at the same time, um Matt is in the hospital also seeing Ghost Boy. That's how mm-hmm. I referred to him the entire time doing my homework as Ghost Boy. <laughs> I had something similar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um I just love that so much. And it, it really gives you like the willies. It's so good. It's so effective. Oh yeah. The reveal is good. I love like a good like backseat of the car reveal. Mm-hmm. That's always fun, you know, because you're in your car, you think you're good, and then it's like, oh wait. And that's also like a good twist, right? Because then it's yeah. like, wait, he was good. There's more bodies in that house. <laughs> so many bodies. So many bodies. So yeah. Many bodies. They're like piled up in there. Man, man, they were. Mm-hmm. Oh, good stuff. Oh, yeah. All right. Fashion moment. So many looks. <laughs> yeah, looks. So I was driving the struggle bus on fashion too. Um, <laughs> Usually I have a lot of fashion items written down. And this one, I just had a few fashion items that were panic picks where I was like, I got to write something down. <laughs> yeah. Um. The fashion was fairly unremarkable in this, but it was like house clothes. For the most part, they were just hanging out in the house. So, I mean, I'm not a fashion plate walking around my house right now. I have no pants on right now, like as we're talking. So Yeah, I'm literally in like a hoodie and some PJ pants. So Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing a ratty t-shirt and socks and my hair is a mess. So, anyways, Same. it's house clothes, but... One thing I always loved in this movie was Elias's hat with the feather in it. Oh, I love a good a, hat. That's a good one too. It's I can't a believe great I didn't hat. pick that one. It's a great <laughs> hat. And Henry is a hat guy himself, and yeah. he'll wear a nice fedora or 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 bowler or whatever. Yeah. And um, and I love hats. So anyway. It's got to be the hat with a little feather when they're sitting on the porch. It's, it's such a good hat. I got to get Henry a hat like that. He doesn't have a hat with a feather. He, okay. He needs a hat with a feather because yeah. that would look nice. Yeah. I, I like hats too. That yeah. was a really good pick. I feel like I should jump ship on my pick and jump onto your pick because Score! it's better than my pick. Um, <laughs> you know, there was a robe in it at one point. Of course. Um, it's house clothes. You know, it's house clothes. So I did have to add that to my list. It was a blue robe. Um, robe support. Yep, yeah, robe I did support. Think about you. I yep, up, yep. I had to add it. Um, but um, you know, I went with Matt's blue PJs. He has mm-hmm. a matching blue PJ outfit, and I like that. It had like I think it had like a little pocket chief, like po- like yeah. little, you know, and it had like a dark blue collar. Mm-hmm. It looked cozy. I like PJs. I do too. I get a pair every year from my mom for Christmas. It's like my favorite thing. She gets me a new pair of PJs every year for Christmas. Um, so I picked the PJs. It's a good matching PJ look. Yeah. There's not many looks to choose from in this one, but it looks cozy. 
you know, honorable mention to Virginia. Um, at one point, she wears a lot of sweaters. Okay. Yes. At one yes. point, she's wearing like a blue sweater, a V-neck sweater over a, like maybe a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And uh, I loved it because that's kind of me. That's that's what I wear. That's my winter yeah. attire is just sweaters over T-shirts. Yeah. So, there you go. Yeah. So honorable mention to that blue sweater because I would totally wear that. And it was it. pretty. It was mm-hmm. nice. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a great looking sweater. It looked great on her too, of course. Of course. She's beautiful. <sighs> hair. How's my hair? Hurricane proof. Hey. It's all about the hair. Again. Fairly unremarkable hair. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have I have one that I loved. Um, I love, like, you know, Virginia's, like, wavy kind of, like, she has it in kind of, like, a loose side pony. I think she has it yeah. braided a little bit, too. It's a, sl- it's a loose braid. It's nice. Yeah, it's a loose braid. Um, and it's kind of off to the side a little. Yeah. And that's my favorite look. Her hair in the movie is gorgeous, by the oh, way. Her I hair is just... always gorgeous. She has curls. I love curls. Yeah, it's beautiful. But that's in particular, that look right there is like my favorite. She wears it very, very well. She does. She does. Mine is also a Virginia hair moment. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's all about Virginia in this one. Yeah. Okay. Um, about halfway through when they're in the doctor's office and, you know, it has all of its curly beauty and half of it is pulled back into a clip, like mm-hmm. a claw clip. And... I just love that so much. Again, because that's how I wear my hair, half pulled back a lot. Yeah. So, no. And she has the best hair, always has, always. Very beautiful. Always has. So, yeah, it's all about Virginia. Hell yep. yeah. Yep. All right. Prop we would like to own. I brought something out from my train. Where did you get that? Oh, gosh. So... <laughs> I kind of cheated, and I have tons of props, but they're all in the same category. If that counts, okay. Um, I'll let I'll let it I'll let it. Um, yes, I I accept this. I just labeled it the box of goodies. Okay, then we uh, have a similar pick. Go ahead. I knew I knew that you would too, because um, we we do that a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, including in the box of goodies, I would love the ectoplasm photos, the eyelids. And the Aikman Mortuary advertisements in the newspaper. Mm-hmm. And the box, of course, because the box is beautiful. Yep. Um, I kind of, you know, I wrote down pretty much all of those things when it happened. I was like, I only had one kind of like prop picked out before that point, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that happened. And I was like, bam, 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 like wrote down several things. Mm-hmm. I specifically want the box of eyelids. Like, <laughs> Fuck yeah. Like that is pretty dope. That's like my favorite thing in the movie is the eyelids. Like that's so <laughs> creepy and cool. So I want the box of eyelids. Um, I did also like um in the beginning when she's giving her kind of little like interview about what happened, right? Oh yeah. Um, there's a pile of newspapers. Mm-hmm. I love newspapers, of, of course. course. I collect them. Um, So there's one that's sitting on top and it's world extra and it's the real hell house. I would like that too. And I would would be swell. Yeah. Hang that up. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. At first I only said to myself the photos. Mm -hmm. They're cool. Those are very unique to this movie. Right. Yeah. And then I said to myself, um, 
God, the, the Aikman Mortuary newspaper advertisements are pretty cool, too. Super cool. And then I saw the eyelids. And I'm like, damn it, I want it all. It is a set. You can have the set. It all comes together. So, you know, that's a set. They reviewed it all together, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But the eyelids are great and the box was great. Um, yeah. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, can we talk about our special effects? Yeah. This is just a dream. This isn't real. This is just a dream. He isn't real. He isn't real. So, okay. Um, I had more to say on this than I originally thought. Okay. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, there's no kills. There's no real effects. I'm like, no, sweetie. There are tons of effects. Open up your small brain. Okay. Um, we have these wonderful, beautiful charred ghosts roaming around. I mean, hello. They're awesome, too. They looked so good. Like, so good. Not one time did I see the ghosts enroll my eyes and go, this is so cheesy. Like I do sometimes. Same. Yeah, same. A ghost can be really bad. Like, you know, it really can in a movie. It can yeah. ruin it. The woman yeah. in black for me was really good until they started showing like stuff, right? Exactly. So, like, sometimes it ruins it. But... Less is sometimes more. Yeah. On a horror film, you don't have yeah. to show everything, but I loved seeing them. I loved looking at them. The detail on this makeup was like, what? Yeah, pretty amazing work. Oh, so good. I loved um the crosses on the body that appear. That's yeah. pretty gnarly and great. Yeah. Um that's really classic for us on as horror fans. We love to see stuff like that, like body horror. Oh, yeah. Love that. Yeah. Um, fun fact, that actually happened. That's That was true. Ooh. Um, I do have a whole notes section, fact versus fiction. Um, I'm excited. That, that we'll be talking about later. But Carmen, the mom, said that did happen, except it it disappeared very quickly. It wasn't like forever on this body like that so okay um they draw it out drew it out a little more but that did happen and she i think she said it was only on his arms and maybe his chest or his face it wasn't his whole body in other words um but i loved that that effect um i thought the photos were very very cool but the action of the ectoplasm was not the best yeah i'm glad we agree on that i love how it looked in the photo like the yes. photo effect is great but when it's actually like like doing its happening me thing and happening i was like i had a little moment of like yeah but you know it looks great in the photo great in the photo but the not CGI so great when it's in, yeah the cgi in like. that specific moment was not um not the best okay yeah. sorry guys it's it yeah. wasn't your finest moment <laughs> no um, but cgi is very difficult that way and that's why we me and you do prefer practical effects because it ages better it does age better because you know the 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 thing about cgi too is that like you can really tell when it's older CGI. Like, this yeah. isn't a super old movie, but it's 2009, right? Yeah. Is that what we said? Yeah. So, you know, 2009 CGI, different than 2022, 2021 CGI. Different than 2015 CGI. It, CGI Definitely. grows and improves and, and changes every year. Yeah. It's well, constantly I mean, getting better. Yeah. So it's like, you yeah. know. 
2009. When you, this, when you look at the stuff from the 80s, you're like, oh, God. <laughs> oh my god it's so it's like it's kind of fun though i kind of like i would kind of like prefer the cgi from like the 80s to like yeah. maybe the early 2000s even because like even though it's better in the early 2000s it's like the 80s it's like oh i mean this was like mind-blowing probably when it came out where it was yeah. like that explosion or that like thing it yeah. was awesome but you watch it now and you're like oh it's like 8-bit like it's like an 8-bit <laughs> video game <laughs> <laughs> it's part of the charm of the it is of the time period of the 80s movie but again that's why the practical effects are are always better for us at least in a horror film um when cgi is maybe used sparingly instead of yeah as the entire effect because the practicality really holds up mm -hmm. of it so there's that um, but yeah, the photos are great. The actual action of it, I could have done without. I really didn't need to see that at all. Same. Um, oh, a shower curtain twister. Anyone? <laughs> I liked that. That was really cool. That was great. Um, that also really happened, except it happened to mom. I read that. Yeah. Uh, so that was pretty great. Um, I said like, of course, amazing corpses. The corpse work was on point. Love the corpse work. I love when um at towards like when he's breaking down the walls and there's the mm -hmm. piles of them and they kind of like fall out. That's like my favorite like corpse part. So they're good. just like stacked. It's great. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um that that is fiction. <laughs> there were no corpses in the walls. <laughs> um, that, you know, I could see that. <laughs> yeah, that that was that was for Hollywood. <laughs> I think somebody would notice. I think somebody would notice that. <laughs> The stench. Yeah, I was going to say, ooh, that house would be foul. <laughs> yes. Um, but the corpses were great. Um, P.S. Um, Gideon Hay was our prosthetic artist in this, and he did great um, mm -hmm. work on our prosthetics. He also worked on Final Destination Part 2, another movie with really good effects. Oh, so. yeah. Part two is yeah. great. Love me some part two. Never drive down the highway the same way again. I literally saw <laughs> I literally saw one on the road the other day and I was like, mm -mm, I'm moving away from this. It wasn't necessarily like logs. It was like big pieces of wood, though. And I was close like, enough. Mm, nope. Mm -mm, not driving close enough. <laughs> yeah, never, never. I always see that. And that, that's my first thought. That's what Final Destination does to you. There's like kills in final in the whole Final Destination franchise that like I can't see those things in reality without thinking about it. And that's why it's such a great franchise. Yeah. That's why it's mind-blowing. And when people sleep on this franchise and they don't even know, it's like, oh, gosh, you don't even know. Yeah. I missing. actually I actually do feel like the like the turning in my stomach and like the nerves on some of those kills and that doesn't happen to be very often. But nope. some of the final destination kills like get me where I'm like, ooh, ooh. Oh, yeah. Like it. <laughs> yeah, especially in the last one, in part five, I think. Um, that's the one with the laser eye surgery. Um, anytime mm -hmm. you're dealing with eyes, you know, ugh. Um, that's the one with the gymnastics kill. I mean, oh, that uh, one is so gnarly. Thank you. Driving over <laughs> the bridge with construction. How many times in your life do you do that? All the time, right? All the time. Yeah. Anyways. Final Destination, man. Oh, we got to do those, too. We really oh, so do. So many good movies, so little time. I know. <laughs> um, What else we got going on here? Ooh, 
the mush from the walls was great. I love that so much. That is so gnarly and gross and great. I love that. And it happened more than once and it was just mm -hmm. fantastic. Loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also really like I love when the eyelid gets cut off. Yeah. That is like, ooh, that's like my favorite thing in there is the Again, eye. Eye horror. Yeah, I love eye horror because it's scary. It's so like in your face and so like ah. fragile. You know what I mean? Where yeah. it, I love eyeball stuff. So I love the eyelids. Um, what was you, it you said in your intro video um, when we met? You love a good eyeball torture scene. I do. <laughs> I do love a good eyeball torture scene, and I always will. They're always like my favorite. So, but you don't just see the eyelids getting cut off too often. No. Like that's a pretty rare eyeball torture moment. Yeah. And it looks great. It's so yeah. like, oh, um, so I loved that. Um, I, I will say um, when he had all the chairs stacked up and he like <laughs> had scratched the wall, it made me think of like a uh, chair for it. Like, I understand. I used to do table for it all the time. Didn't scratch up the wall, but I could see how it could happen. It's dark under there. When you say used to, you mean like a year ago too. I mean, this yeah. it wasn't when you were a child. We used to record oh, right. for those of you to newer listeners. <laughs> um, Jamie has a very echoey apartment. So she made herself um, a fort under her kitchen table with blankets to sort of like mm -hmm. conceal the sound. So she would record in her table fort. Yeah, I would. Yes, because at the time I didn't have the mic that I have now. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't know how to use it when I did have it. I had it backwards. And it's like, why isn't this working? And it's like, actually, it was working great. It was just catching the sound bouncing off the wall it's pointed at. Exactly um, what it was supposed to be doing. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's actually really good. Um, so yeah, you know, I was like looking on the internet, what can I do to make my sound better? And it was yeah. like, put a blanket over your head. And I'm like, I got a table. I'll do one better. I'll just make a whole fort out of it. So, you know, table hang, fort, man. Yeah, table hang from one fort builder to another, you know, great, great chair fort in this in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I love when I see chairs stacked on top of each other because I always think poltergeist. Too. So do I. Yeah. When I see chairs It's always chairs my first thought. Right? Yeah. Oh my mm -hmm. gosh. Another great ghosty movie. Oh yeah. Oh, it's so good. Um anything else to add on effects? Those are my I keys. think that's it. I think we covered, yeah, same here. I, yeah, I think that covers most of the big moments that I kind of noticed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but like for a movie that really doesn't have kills like we're used to, like we do when our slashers and whatnot, the effects mm -hmm. were like really good, except for that one 10 second frame of CGI, which we're not crazy about. Yeah, exactly. And there was yeah. good jump scares in this. And part of that was like the special yeah. effects and part of it was the cinematography, how they built it up. But there were some good jump scares in this one. Yeah. I mean, you know, let, let's talk about our cinematography because it kind of does yeah. go hand in hand with oh, yeah. effects. I've, I've never seen anything like this before in my life. Okay. Um, so our, our uh, cinematographer was Adam Swicka. Okay. Uh, he was a gaffer for Prom Night Part 2 Aww. and 3 and 4. Uh, he did the cinematography for Wrong Turn as well. And that movie was pretty gnarly in the best I liked way. Wrong Turn. Yeah. yeah. Haven't seen the new one, but I liked Wrong Turn a lot. I've heard good things about the new one, actually. And I was surprised to see so that. So I need, to, I need yeah. to check it out. You know, the Wrong Turn franchise in, in, 
in general isn't really my style of horror movie. We covered that one with Tori, the first one. And it's just not my cup of tea as far as mutants, cannibals, hills have eyes, wrong turn. It's not really my my thing. But that doesn't change the fact that it's a very well-made movie. Yeah. And I can appreciate it for that fact. Totally. Yeah, can the can so the cannibal like subgenre and like mutant kind of right. cannibal people subgenre is not my favorite. Cannibals in general are not my favorite. Um but I do really like Wrong Turn, and I love the leading lady in that. So, oh, of course, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I can I can definitely appreciate it for what it is for sure. Um, and it has some really great kills. So the effects, oh my god, yeah, it does cinematography, so good, so good. Um, yeah, you know, eventually you and I are going to have to go loop back and and do all the movies that I did with Tori. <laughs> so many good ones and, and I don't feel I don't feel I right about having you miss out on the magic of talking about things like wrong turn <laughs> I know I, I see some of the ones that have been done before me and I'm like oh, I want to do that one <laughs> you know what nothing is off the table new host yes. we'll have a new guest whatever I've already thought thought to myself we have to do the scream again of course oh yeah yes no. please please right so I mean just because we did it with previous co-hosts, the wonderful and beautiful Tori, does not mean we cannot loop back around and redo it with you. If you see a movie we've done before, yes. so what? Let's do it. You know? Awesome. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And I know our guests, our listeners, would love to hear a new perspective on these movies, and we can have a new guest on it, too. Yeah. So then we can get a whole other perspective on the movie, too. So it's going to be fun. And I would love to Everybody's happy. I'd love to revisit movies, especially the ones Same. I just love so much or even hate because then I can yeah. read my, my dislike. Hatred. <laughs> or, or this has happened before, discover love for it by talking to somebody else. Yeah. Or like, it can go the other way too. Sometimes yep. you can discover hate for it where you're like, I didn't think about it that way before, but yeah, now I see it. Yeah. <laughs> or like we did with Army of Darkness. I thought I liked this movie and I really don't like this movie. Sure. <laughs> At all. Yeah. Yeah. It happens sometimes. <laughs> right. It's like I was so puzzled. I was so confused because I genuinely thought that I loved this movie and turns out I, I, I don't like it at all. In fact, I really I don't. So it's like it totally I was, happens sometimes. I was so confused. I was like, what just happened? <laughs> yeah. I actually just rewatched not really a horror movie, but I just rewatched Red Eye last night. And I'm like, I love that movie. I haven't seen it in like a while. And I watched it and I didn't love it as much as I used to, for sure. <laughs> but I, I mean like there were points I enjoyed, but I was like, oh wow, I don't remember all of this. Um, yeah, I don't like this as much as I thought I did. I think Red Eye came up in my notes. For this movie at some point. Yeah, there's somebody in it. Yeah. yeah like, mm -hmm. like, I can't remember where, but I know. And I, I was like, I just watched that last night. Yeah, I, yeah. Know, I, I know I wrote it down somewhere. So one of anyway. our cast members was in it. Mm -hmm. Ah, got it. That makes sense. Our cinematography. Okay. Um, fucking love this movie for its visual aspects. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, the cuts. Um, the, the cuts between the, the photos and the corpses. Mm -hmm. How that's done was really nice. Agreed. Um, I loved all the birds scurrying. That's you know that's your typical haunting type effect. Love it. Yeah. 
Um, this is like haunted house porn. Like oh it's a beautiful, beautiful haunted house, right? It's got like everything you could want in like a haunted house. Like the shots of like the house itself outside at night. The the shots just I love the second um, hide and seek sequence. Um, yeah. You know, just the way it's shot, the way it kind of follows people and the lighting in this movie. Haunted house porn. Total Hallway delight for porn. Jamie. Yeah, all over the place. Whole house <laughs> delight. <laughs> oh my gosh it's true um all the ghostly apparitions how that was done not at all cheesy yeah. is perfect um uh, my favorite cinema cinematic moment i think is the overexposed lighting when matt's dying in the fire and like his life is literally flashing before his eyes as they resuscitate him and mm -hmm. it's so good yeah. I think that's my favorite section. Ooh. Yeah. There's a shot I really like, which is um, – I'm trying to remember what's even happening, but Matt is at the top of the stairs, mm -hmm. and it's, like, very, like, green kind of blue, like, light or like tint to it. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. there's a lot of, like, the greenish kind of hue to this, mm -hmm. which I really, really – I'm always, like, noticing the hue of, mm -hmm. like, scenes. Really love the color um, green in this. Yes. Um, I, I loved when the fire happens. And so this is a moment of CGI that I loved. Um, mm -hmm. And it's like coming up the walls, right? And as it's coming up the walls and spreading up the walls, you see like the etchings appear oh, on the walls. Mm -hmm. I yeah. love that. Yeah, love that, that was cool. That was very, very neat. Um it was also very interesting watching this movie again since we did just do The Conjuring mm -hmm. not too long ago. And that's another Warren case, of course. And that was the first is that everyone calls it The Conjuring Universe where we're following Ed and Lorraine in their ghost hunting expeditions, right? Right. Um, made by the, the wonderful James Wan, of course. Mm -hmm. um, it's so interesting to look at this movie before the conjuring universe was like a thing and very popular. Yeah. You know, because this is a, another Ed and Lorraine case, it even is. though they weren't in the movie um, as characters um, pre conjuring universe. And to see the different film styles, this is definitely not a James Wan. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But it's just as, is nice. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I also really liked uh, I liked the the flashes to the past, you know, um, mm -hmm. where we're seeing like Jonah and I love like seances and supernatural ritual and possessions mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So I really like how it was set up. Um, it definitely like really looked of the era when mysticism and sp uh, spiritualism, I mean, was like really big and seances oh, yeah. were like super popular. Everybody did them. Um, Abraham Lincoln's wife was like obsessed with seances. So everybody mm -hmm. was for a while. So I thought they did that really well, too. God, there was a movie. I can't remember. <sighs> I'll have to remember it because it was a period piece, maybe mm -hmm. 100, 120 years ago, perhaps. Okay. Um, and I went into this movie not expecting anything. And I walked out of this movie going, this was great. And so I'll have to remember what it was called. It was about okay. uh, myth busting. 
you know, a skeptic. Uh, Is it a woman? She's a woman, uh-huh. and she's like she's like debunking like basically yep. supernatural occurrences. Yep. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called, but it was great. Cool. Right. Yeah, it was cool. Played by that but woman like- who played Christine Chubbuck in that biopic. Oh. <laughs> I, I do remember it because um, I thought the plot seemed really cool. I was like, ooh, she's like, bus- like you know, debunking like these supernatural things, but it's set yes. in the past and she had like cool old timey equipment kind of stuff. I can't remember yes. what it's called, but I saw it on like Netflix or something, just randomly picked it, not knowing much about it at all. And it was actually pretty damn dope. <laughs> oh, uh, Rebecca Hall is who I'm trying to think of. Okay. She, she was our leading lady in it. And, um, Oh, what a movie. Yeah, that was cool. I didn't, I went into this movie not expecting anything. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, what? So I saw it on Tubi. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it was really good. And again, a period piece about this, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, and the twist? Oh, yeah. The Awakening, I think, is what it was called. I think it was. Yeah, I was going to – because I was thinking, is it called The Reawakening? But it's called The Awakening. We should Close do that enough. one. Yeah. That one's yeah, cool. The, yeah. Yeah. It's, guys, check out The Awakening. You will not be sorry. If you like this kind of story, you're going to be so happy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Anything else to add on our cinematography? Again, just really love it. The haunted house porn. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. The house is so beautiful. The way they shoot it, the way they light it, um, the way that they kind of like just like establish that creepy vibe. It's like mm-hmm. the ultimate haunted house. The place is huge. Like they got a big, biggish family. So I get it. But like that place is huge. I would yeah. never live in a house that big. Mm-mm, they're right. haunted. Haunted houses are big houses like pretty much every time. Yeah. And, you know, what What actually happened in real life was um, she was having a lot of problems finding someone that would rent to a family of four, like with four oh. children. So a family of six. Wow. Yeah. Right? It's so a she big was, family. Yeah. So she was having a lot, a lot of trouble finding a place that would even just rent to her. Wow. She has said. So this was kind of a, a last resort situation. Before she needed a place, yeah. before she even knew what she was moving into, she didn't. But it, it was she needed a place, and she needed yeah. a place now. And she was being mama. She had a lot that you know her son's going through the cancer stuff, mm-hmm. so she's got to make an executive decision. She's got to get it done. So it's like, hey, this might not be the best place. I don't know everything about this place, but yep. it, they'll accept us, so we got to get it. Yep, and we Getting can kind of done. afford it. So there's that. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. also very important. Totally. Um, can we talk epic line? Oh, yeah. This is going to be totally epic. All right. So I'll let you go first. <laughs> this was really hard. Um, you know, and it doesn't, it's not necessarily a, 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 like a symptom of a movie being bad if there's not, you know, epic lines. It's right. not. Some movies just aren't epic line heavy. I mean, there's no. some movies I like that don't even have a whole lot of dialogue mm-hmm. at all. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um so this one was hard, but I, I do have one that I really liked. Um, and it is our, it's Amanda, it's Amanda Cruz character, the niece. I think her name is Wendy. Am I right on that? Okay, so Wendy. Um, you know, and she's like trying to talk to Matt, see what's going on with him. She just says, Matt, you're scaring me. And he says, join the club. 
Do you remember that book I used to read when we were little kids? I wonder if all that. All the weird pictures. Manning wasn't there. Mm. I used to love that book. Yeah, I remember. Just as I was walking up the stairs, I saw a man who wasn't there. He wasn't there again today. Oh, oh how I wish she'd go away. Yeah. Do you remember the other one? There's one bright day in the middle of the night. Two dead boys got up to fight. Back to back, they faced one another. They drew their swords and they shot each other. Deaf policeman, he heard the noise and he came and he killed those two dead boys. Man, you're scaring me. That was a good one. Yeah. So that that's one. that's the only one on my list today. I had I had other ones that I had kind of like written down to right. look at, but they ultimately didn't make the cut for me. So that is my epic line for this one. I found a few that that I enjoyed. Um, again, nothing too remarkable, but I liked them. Um, okay, so I have a runner-up. Okay. So my number two is going to be... Um, Early, early on in the movie, and they're driving back home before they move into the Connecticut house, and the Virginia character is just really having a hard time emotionally with what is going on with her son, and he says, talking to yourself is the first sign you're losing it, and she's like, I was not talking to myself, I was talking to God, and he's like, well, threatening the creator creator of the universe is like, step two, that can't be good. (laughs) Please, God, don't make him suffer. Please make it work. Never. No, I hear that. Talking to yourself is the first sign of losing it. I was not talking to myself. I was talking to God. Well, threatening the creator of the universe is like step two. That can't be good. I did write that one down too. Noted that one. It was pretty good. Um, you're probably going to have this notated too because we think alike. And that is when they're they're researching. They're getting ready to research the the situation. Um, mainly the kids are doing the investigating because grown-ups never believe kids ever i know never um it takes a long time because we're just too rational and we're like that can't happen that can't Logically. be so yeah right you're lying <laughs> yeah you're lying you're imagining it yeah you're dreaming you saw something you and you didn't understand it so this is you know what you thought it yeah. was but that's not what it is it was a shadow that's had to be mm-hmm. it right um, yeah. Just trying to rationalize it. Grownups never believe the children until they have to experience something yeah. really horrible. And yeah. so the kids are doing their research thing, as they always do. And, and I do believe it's Wendy. And she says, okay, don't tell anyone. But there are these buildings all over the country where secret knowledge is kept, <laughs> known as libraries. Maybe the place is haunted. Either way, I mean, we need to find out. Who put these things under the floorboards, and why? Yeah, but how? Okay, well, don't tell anyone, but there are these buildings all over the country where secret knowledge is kept, known only as libraries. 
I did write that one down too. I knew, I knew you would. <laughs> I, I also, I didn't, I did too. I didn't mention it in the cinematography, but I love the whole like study montage, like the study <laughs> research, like montage. Yes. I forgot to mention that, but I love that. I'm like, I love a good study montage. Yeah, let's research this shit and figure it out. <laughs> I do, I do too. It was so good. It was so good. And that's when our prop comes in. That's when you see the articles. It, yeah. It's a great way, and they did it very well, to give all the backstory you need in a very short amount of time. Oh, yeah. And just kind of shoehorn it in there, but not in the cringeworthy way. Um, yeah. So that that's my winner. Libraries. Nice. Love libraries. Yes. I saw this movie from the library from the very first time. So I still use them. If you have a library card, folks, I mean, you can go anywhere in the world. You can, like, be anybody. Like, yep. you can do amazing things with a library card. I love libraries. I love librarians. They're these, like, keepers of knowledge. But, like, it's mm -hmm. all about, like, sharing the knowledge and mm -hmm. sharing the opportunities to imagine and travel i grew up in libraries love libraries same same Some of my favorite places to be and we had a time of libraries when they did not really have computers they had a card catalog on computer mm -hmm. maybe but they didn't have like internet computers where you go and you yeah. sit in front of a computer you had to open a book remember the dewey decimal system yeah and we had to learn it in school, and you'd have to open up the drawer, go through the little cards. It's kind of magical. I miss the Dewey Decimal like card system. That was yeah. like so cool and epic when I was younger. I love like opening that up and looking. And oh my gosh, yeah, it, it was it was it was magical. Um, I miss that about the library um, card catalog on computer. I do. Because yes. you still got to go and you still got to find your call number you and then you still got to go to the shelves you know? and find it. But it's just not the same. I know. I loved like actually like go like finding yeah. the card, you know, finding yep. it and like opening up these drawers. That yep. was so cool. The card So when catalog. I was in school, they did still have those in the schools. They haven't transferred over to computers yet. Mm -hmm. And I'm from Bakersfield, California, where it's not that high tech. And so... When I was a kid, they did still have the cards mm -hmm. um, for a while. Yeah, we still had the cards for a while. Yeah. Right. Um, I think we even had them at our school for a while still. Because I remember having to learn how to mm -hmm. use it. Like how to – and I think it was in school that we learned how to use it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Actually, you know, they may have taught it in school for us, for me. But my mom taught me how to use it because we – spent like every weekend at the library there was story time um yeah and that was the weekend activity was going to the library one day or both days and yeah I, and my I loved it. my yeah my oma and i used to go pretty much every week yeah right <laughs> yes and i loved it i remember going and checking out stacks of books so many books i couldn't even carry them all Mm -hmm. I would like grab me a pile of like the Animorphs books like that was one that I loved I like got all the Animorphs books from the library and those were like a thing <laughs> Goosebumps too oh my god but Animorphs and Goosebumps and then like these big literary books when I was like in middle school and stuff because I was I was a really like um I had a really high reading level so I was yeah. like 
oh, Little Women, that's big. That's a really big book. I'm going to read that book. So then I would just like get these pieces of literature and like gobble them up. Yeah. I did not have a high reading level. I had a very difficult time reading. So my my memory of taking home piles of books was like children's books, mm-hmm. of course. But then I became a better reader with R.L. Stein and Fair Street. I love Fear Street. When Goosebumps was a thing, I was still really struggling with the reading. Mm-hmm. Like I was really, 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 really struggling. I felt like an idiot. I mean, it yeah. felt really dumb. I probably had some sort of learning disability, which wasn't diagnosed, honestly. But I felt really stupid like because I couldn't figure it out. Um, I understand. I had writing, um, writing issues, like mm-hmm. motor skill issues. I was almost put in special education when I was um, in Same. elementary school. Same. Because like uh, the teachers. They wanted to hold me back. Yeah. The teachers couldn't read my handwriting because it was so poor. So they didn't know how to grade, grade me. Right. Um, so I ended up doing physical. They ended up doing uh, physical therapy instead. But, you know, at first it was like, well. Do we put her in special education right. classes? Is that what she needs? So physical therapy for a number of years, just trying to get my strength and my motor skills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I remember I had to go to a special reading class, which was mm-hmm. very embarrassing. I had to go to the stupid people reading class is what they all called it. Um, not the teachers, but the kids. You yeah, know? of course, because kids suck sometimes. Because kids super suck. And it was really ESL reading, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah. Um and yeah, so I was sent away to that reading class to try to develop my reading, which didn't help, by the way, at all. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't until I was super determined to, to figure this shit out um, when I was like maybe 11, 12, mm-hmm. and I got hooked on Fear Street. And it took me forever and a day to get through it. And then I did. And then I was hooked because I felt so accomplished and proud. Awesome. And the stories were great. And so, yes, such a good payoff. Yes. And I'm for all the talk- hard work. It's like, right. man, this reward is really like worth it because yes. it's a great story, a great adventure, like to, you know, take your mind through. Yeah. I love Fear Street. <laughs> and and uh, he did a very special thing with Fear Street where he included a lot of gore for mm-hmm. for the stories even though they were children's books he really described gore very well yeah um so it's like watching a, a horror movie it really it's like watching a slasher sometimes it's so good <laughs> yeah i liked fear street because they were ya you know so they yeah. were for a little bit older audience and so yeah you did get the gore and there was like some drug use and sex and yeah, yeah. a little bit tiny bit yeah a little bit tiny tiny bit compared to goosebumps quite a bit but oh yeah goosebumps was for children and this was for preteen yeah so the the upgrade like stepping up from goosebumps into fear street was like exciting (laughs) yeah and i was also i read a few stephen king's when i was younger i mean it took me like a year oh yeah those are big through it um i remember carrie was was good and that was a very Mm -hmm. short one so that was easy to get through um pet cemetery i was able to get through I was reading the words on it, but I remember not uh, really understanding, comprehending what I was reading. I knew the words, but I didn't know what I was reading. Yeah, um, that makes and, sense. Right. And then when I re- revisited that as an adult, I'm like, this book is so discombobulated. It is. <laughs> no yeah. wonder I was confused. <laughs> yeah, there's some interesting sequences in it. Very interesting, <laughs> and interesting sequences in that one. 
it's just it's so much back and forth you really gotta yeah. be paying attention to or you're lost you're like wait what what huh huh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyways okay this was this has been library talk with jamie and summer <laughs> hey again folks visit your libraries they're great places you can have some fun there <laughs> right oh so many good epic lines in this movie um we love it can we talk about our actors in this oh yeah who do you think you are whoever you are <sighs> i mean where do we start let's start with virginia huh of course yeah oh my gosh playing sarah i mean the beautiful talented we love her um i mean candy man right and uh yep uh better watch out that really twisted christmas horror movie mm -hmm. um which i love i actually really think that one's fun yeah have you seen zombie high i haven't but i saw it on the list and i was like oh that looks awesome it's so much fun it you, looks fun it's on tubi okay. you're gonna love it it's it's a fun 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 ride. You will adore this movie so much. Uh oh, she was in the haunting for a second. Mm -hmm. Remember in the opening of that? Yeah. And um I loved I loved um this television show, which is what I totally nerded out about with Peter Spellos. Uh she was on American Dreams. Oh, mhm. Mm um and so it was really really fun. Um getting to talk to Peter about that and uh, then seeing that again I'm like oh yeah I loved her in that she was kind of a rebel character yeah. it was great nice I never um, got to see too much of that show just a few episodes yeah to give it a revisit try to watch it sometime oh it's so much fun I love it it's it's a good time season three was was not great because they 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 took away um, a lot of the dancing and they started focusing more on the war. So it was no mm. longer fun in season three. And I really didn't care for how they ended the story um, on the sure. last episode. I was like, oh, really? This is what they did? Ooh. <laughs> yeah. But season one and two, I'm all about it. Yeah. Uh, you know, she was also uh, in, including this movie, three movies with Elias. Okay. Oh, yeah. I saw that they had been in a few things together. I love the prophecy. Henry really loves the prophecy. The prophecy is the one that I was thinking of. I have that one written down. And yeah. I saw that they were both in that one together. Yeah. Yes. And Jake Squared. Have you seen Jake Squared? That one I haven't seen. Okay. So when I met her at Flashback Weekend, they did a whole, like, Candyman reunion thing. Nice. Um, I had her sign my Jake Squared picture. Over Candyman. <laughs> oh, nice. Yes. And she's like, oh, wow. So that was really, really fun. Loved Cute. it. It's an entertaining movie. It really is. Yeah. You should definitely check that out. All right. I'll put it on the list. Um, what about you? Any other Virginia projects you just love I didn't mention? Those are like the main ones that I think of her in. I mean, there's some other stuff I've seen her in too, mm -hmm. but th those are the main ones that I think of her in. I mean, I will always see her in Candyman. Like that mm -hmm. is just always my first vision of her. Always will always be that. Yep. Candyman is my favorite movie possibly ever. Mm -hmm. So I agree. 
100%. Yeah. Ooh, what about the number 23? Do you remember that one? I did. You know, I remember because, like, I love Jim Carrey, too, right? And it's always interesting to see him in different types of roles. You don't see him really in, like, horror kind of stuff too often. Um, I remember, like... I remember not being like super into that one, um, but I haven't seen it in a long time. So the, I think it'd be worth like a rewatch. What did you think of that one? I really liked it, um, mm. but I had to grow into it. Um, yeah. It's one of those movies where you kind of, there's a lot, there is a lot to it. And so you kind of got to, keep going back and each time you go back you see a little more okay sure or maybe mm-hmm. something a little differently and you're, you're always catching new things it's, it's kind of like watching seven you know mm-hmm. it, it, it just keeps growing in your brain and and um i love me some numerology too i do too yeah so that aspect was really great um definitely go back to it and maybe yeah. even go back again and again because you'll 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 get more and more out of it with each viewing. Yeah, I remember there was aspects of it I liked, but just altogether yeah. for some reason I wasn't like huge on it. But right. I, I'll give it another shot. Yeah, the first viewing I liked it fine, but it was just fine. Yeah, I don't but, hate it. I just right. like. Mm. But then when I watched it again, I liked it more, and and again I liked it a little more, and it, you you catch different things, like I said, and so and especially if you were younger when you watched it, you're definitely going to get more out of it now that you're older. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't remember when it came out, like yeah. Oh, that one may be about fifteen or twenty years old now. Mm-hmm. So it's it's been a while. It's been mm-hmm. a while. So yeah. All right. Martin Donovan plays Peter, the husband. Ooh, ooh, I have something to say about him. Oh, please. Okay, he is in a show that I'm watching right now, and really? I am obsessed with. It's called Archive 81. Okay. Uh, James James Wan is a executive producer. Ooh. Um, it's really cool. It's a Netflix original. It just dropped not too long ago. It's an eight eight part series. Um, I'm on like part five and he plays kind of, we don't know. He's a suspicious character in it. Like we (laughs) don't know a whole lot about him yet, but he's involved with an organization. I'll just leave it at that. Um, he's really great in it and it is awesome. It is awesome. Mm -hmm. It's about a guy who, um, he restores like VHS tapes and stuff. And so, Mm -hmm. um, he gets hired to restore these mysterious tapes from 1994 that got burned in this apartment fire. So it's him like watching the story of this woman on these tapes unfolding and him like doing this and oh, like the connections that start happening, like why he was chosen to do this and like, what? Oh, it is so good. It is so good, girl. I just got I some goosebumps just hearing you talk about it. It's really good. It's really good. Um, Yeah. It's not like, it's not like a slash and hack kind right. of horror right. at all. It's subdued, like, but it is really cool. It's a mystery. I love it. Yeah, there's some cult stuff going on in it, too, mm. and, like, some ritual stuff going on in it, too, and, like, 
They captured the 90s part in a really fun way. Uh -huh. It's got that fun, it's got that like found footage feel at parts. Yeah. But then like the rest of it, it, it looks like really beautiful, the cinematography and lighting. Anyway, he's a he's a pretty major character in it. And um, so I know I recognized him right away because I'm like, I've been seeing this guy's face for the last few days. <laughs> That's terrific. I got to so, watch that. Yeah. Archive 81. It's on Netflix. It's really cool. All right. Ooh, that sounds good. You yeah. know, I remember him from um, the Masters of Horror. Uh, he was in an episode of that an episode an episode of the movie series um mm -hmm. called right to die with corbin bernson yeah um and the dead zone television show but i think what i remember him most from is the silent hill revelations i recognized him from that too right mm -hmm. because i saw that one in the theater i remember um and anytime i get to see a, a horror film in a theater it's kind of magical yeah. So, yeah. And really we just fun. saw um Tenant last year. And oh, I still haven't seen it. It wasn't it wasn't good for me. I didn't care for it. Um Henry loved it. I was gonna say it's not really my it didn't really seem no. my style, but it's not. I watched it because it was a rental and and um it just was there. Um but um, it wasn't really my type of type of movie, but Henry really, really liked it. So sure. it, it has its moments for sure. Yeah. Uh, this guy was also in one episode of a show I loved. I've actually rewatched parts of it as an adult. Um, The Adventures of Pete and Pete. Yes. He plays a crossing guard in an episode, and I know the episode, and I'm like, oh, I love that show so much. Still love it. Iggy Pop is the like their neighbor in the third season. I love Iggy Pop. Like, I love that show. I remember <laughs> that show. I love that show. I've watched a few episodes on YouTube as an adult, and I think I honestly like it even better as an adult. Like, it yeah. hit me in a different way as an adult, yes. where there's a scene where little Pete is, like, kicking and punching at the ocean because he's mad that summer is ending. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I feel that. So it's him and, like, Arnie just, like, kicking and punching the ocean. And I'm like, I, I love that metaphor for being sad the summer's ending. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I loved those those Nick shows from the early 90s. Good. The live action shows were really good. That salute one. Salute Your Shorts. Yeah, it's going to say Salute Your Shorts. Um, of hey course. Dude is, what is that? What's that? What that one yeah. Was yeah. And that oh one was shot God. in Tucson, parts of it at least. Exactly. It was all shot in Tucson. Yeah, it was. I think the whole thing was shot in Tucson. Yeah. Because I just heard an interview with David Lasher. Um, he played Ted, I think. Ted? Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen that um, one. But a Tucson, a Tucson treasure for sure, where it's yeah. like, what? That was filmed here? That's so yeah. badass. Yeah. And um, I love, I loved, I loved it. Um, hey, there's a connection to that show in, in this very, very, very fair Um Somebody who is in Havenhurst played Mr. Ernst for a very short time on that show. Oh. And Daniel Ferenc wrote Havenhurst. So yeah. I remember talking about that right. with you. We got the connection. <laughs> yep. Bringing it back around. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I love me some Hey Dude. Um, yeah. Of course. I mean, our listeners will yell at us if we don't mention Are You Afraid of the Dark in this too. I've, 
fucking love that show still. There's a lot of, um, I forget, it's on streaming on somewhere. I can't remember where. I found some on YouTube too, but right. I've done some rewatching on those too and they're they're still great. I loved that show so much. I'd never missed Are You Afraid of the Dark. I never. like Clarissa Explains It All too. <gasps> right? Oh my God, Clarissa. Yes. Uh, I thought she was so cool. I'm like, I want to be Clarissa. <laughs> yeah. I thought she was super cool too. My dad didn't like that show. She said she was a bad influence. <laughs> yeah whatever that's why we liked her not <laughs> she was a rebel yeah exactly she's so cool yeah you can tell how old somebody is based on what they know melissa joan hart from is it clarissa is it sabrina <laughs> sabrina yeah <laughs> you know <Yep. laughs> uh anyway yeah i forgot about pete and pete wow I love Pete Pete. I highly recommend like finding an episode and giving it a rewatch. It's pretty touching as an adult where it's just like that's funny and like like legit and real and like I feel that. I feel that in my heart. <laughs> you know, I was just thinking about um Salute Your Shorts the other day because nice. I was watching an episode of 90210 and the guy who played Ugg appeared in an episode of 90210 playing a burnt out lawyer Aww. and i recognized him immediately right away. that's awesome and i was and then yeah i did start thinking about all the old 90s shows it kind of took me down a rabbit hole in my head for like oh, 30 yeah. minutes of i've nostalgia. been there i've been down that rabbit hole specifically with nickelodeon shows yeah yes 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 <laughs> okay um anything more on martin Nah, he's good in this, and he's good in the other things I've seen him into. Oh, yeah. No, he's very good. Yeah. Um, Elias plays our reverend. Um, I've already told you, I love this man as a human and as an artist. Mm -hmm. um, the first time I met him, I cried. At no chill at all. Um, I was just like, I just want to say I really loved you in some kind of wonderful Oh, yeah. And then he's like, but you're so young. And I'm like, oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> and then I cried. Um, like, totally had no chill. I'm surprised he would ever talk to me again after that and scare him away completely. <laughs> uh, he was but, probably flattered because you're cool. So he was uh, like, okay, aw. this cool girl likes me. Okay, that's pretty cool. Hardly cool, but thank you, Jamie. <laughs> Okay, that is not true. <laughs> Only a cool person would say that, by the way. Okay, it's true. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Um, he's also in one of those Christmas movies that I have. Old, old, old Christmas movie. It's in my big box of Christmas movies called One Magic Christmas. Love it. Oh, it sounds like mm -hmm. a summer movie. It's definitely a summer movie. Um, <laughs> Ninja Turtles. Everyone knows Ninja Turtles. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Um, I always remember Look Who's Talking Part 2. I, yep, I wrote that one down too. <laughs> I loved those movies. I love those movies. Um, my dad loves Almost an Angel and Shooter. Mm -hmm. Uh, what else? Oh, Stephen King's Apt Pupil. I haven't seen that actually. Ooh. I haven't. I gotta write that down. Ooh. Check it out. Ask people in Zombie High. I gotta check those out. 
is definitely worth your time. Of course, it's Stephen King. Um, really good actors in it. Like the cast of children and adults alike. Really good. You're going to go cool. him, him, what? You know. <laughs> um, so that one's very good. Uh, let's see here. <sighs> Henry loves him some Crash and some I Gattaca. I do too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Crash and Gattaca. Uh, my coworker loves the fourth kind. I remember mm-hmm. that one. Yep. Um. Ooh, Zodiac. Yeah, I wrote that one down to you. Yep, I love Zodiac. Right. Mm-hmm. And Shutter Island. Oh yeah, yeah. He was yeah. in this movie called Devil's Knot too, which I thought yeah. was pretty good. Mm-hmm. That one was was in a a real fun um true crime. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, you know. <laughs> Um, I made a meme for Shutter Island with him on it once, ah. and it was so funny because um, <laughs> there's one scene in Shutter Island where he turns, he's sitting in the chair, and he turns around, and he's like, "Hey, buddy," and he looks really tore up, mm-hmm. right? And I made I made the meme, and I was like, "When your relief shows up after a rush," <laughs> this is when I was, you know. Only doing restaurants and a oh, lot. I feel that for my a lot of times. Days. A lot of times, people wouldn't show up to their shift at all. That's the worst, right? And you, I worked in the Gold Coast. We were busy. It got killed a few times. He even came in and had to wait an extraordinarily long amount of time before I even got to get him a glass of water. Mm-hmm. And he was so kind about it. I'm like, I am so sorry. Um. Mm-hmm. So when I made that meme, I'm like. I think I think you've seen me in this state before, <laughs> looking all tore up. <laughs> um, of course, I mean everybody remembers Chicago PD. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, did you see the movie Die? No. Uh. Uh-uh. It's very um, Saw esque. Okay. Okay. It's um, it's interesting. I have that one on DVD. It's in the it's in a box. It's not really a big repeat viewer for me. So it's kind of like in the box in the closet, as opposed to on the shelf. But it's worth a watch. Okay. It's like it's like um, it's like the I think it's Canadian. I think it's it's like the Canadian version of Saw. It's, oh, it's interesting. You'll like it. All right, I'll add that to the list too. Dreamhouse is a really good little ghost story too. You know, I haven't seen that one. I've seen it on my streaming or whatever. I've passed by the cover a couple times at some point, and I was like, hmm, I should watch that. It's good. It's really worth your time. I definitely recommend it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Elias. Elias. What a guy. What a guy. I love him in this. Mm. So good. So good in this. I wish, I wish, 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 wish this character was a real person. Because this is one of the characters that was fictionalized for this, this film. Um. He made me feel safe. He did. He's kind of a, a mix of like your Ed and Lorraine mm-hmm. and um, all the other ghost hunters or demonologists, whatever you want to call them, who are trying to help. So he's yeah. he's just a mixture of everybody who was trying to help. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, as always, amazing artist. All right. Kyle Gallner plays Matt. God, he'd been in so many things. 
Red Eye. There you go. That's where it yeah, came Yeah, I was going to say, he's the one who is in Red Eye because I, I just watched it last night and then I remember being like, hey, I just saw him. He's like one of the kids. Sitting, he's one of the guys sitting on the plane. Yeah. And I just saw him. We both just saw him last week in Scream. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I wrote that down, too, because I was like, wait, I just saw this guy again recently. Yep. The creepo leaning against the muscle car. Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh, he had a great kill. That oh, one. yeah, he did. Yeah, the he did. The kill was great. Loved it. When he got when he got it, I was like, ooh, those effects are good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, what else? Jennifer's Body. He Jennifer's was in Jennifer's Body. Body. The Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Mm-hmm. Which I still haven't seen. I Girl. haven't seen it yet. I you almost watched it. it. I almost watched it like last week. I'm probably going to watch it soon because I'm like, I just got to watch it. Just to say you saw it. So exactly. you can have an opinion. Yeah, because I don't have an opinion on it right now. I, right. I never really have because I'm like, I haven't seen it. It didn't really like draw my attention, but I'm like, I got to see it and give it a chance, you know, at least see it so I can have an opinion and evaluate it fairly. Exactly. As a Freddy fan, you have to watch it. I do. As a completist, you know, I got to yes. watch it. I need to revisit it. It's been so long. Maybe I'll like it better second time around. Sometimes yeah. Well, happens. maybe maybe we'll have to do an episode and really, really get into it and see. You know, it is a standalone movie, so it's not like it has to be in order with the franchise. Yeah. So we can do that one whenever, you know. Um, yeah, but that's, an... that, that's about it for me, I think. I remember him from Veronica Mars. He was yes. mm -hmm, he was in this movie Band of Robbers, not a horror movie, but it was really good. Um, he was in Wet Hot American Summer, um, Walking Dead. He's in The Walking Dead. Which oh, I'm, yeah. I have the I'm not all caught show. up on that. I've only mm -hmm. seen, like, episodes here and there, actually. Um, I don't know why. It's one of those things where it's like, this screams Jamie, because I like zombies a lot, but I, I don't really do zombies as much as I used to. So I think mm -hmm. that's part of it. Yeah. I was really into zombies when I first kind of got into horror. but Right. I have ones I love, like love, 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 but mm -hmm. I I don't always like go right for a zombie movie anymore. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you'll you'd probably like Skinwalkers that Elias was in. Have you seen Skinwalkers? I forgot. I haven't. I've been meaning to watch it for ages because you know I'm a cryptozoology nerd yeah. and like a lore and supernatural lore, like you know nerd. And skinwalkers are a very southwest thing, mm -hmm. um, so know a lot about skinwalkers, but I just haven't seen it yet. I think you would like it. I I think that that movie really does scream Jamie. I I liked it a lot too. I yeah. think you'll. I've been meaning it. to watch it for ages. Pretty much ever since it's come out, I've been meaning to watch it. So <laughs> I'm I'll put it on my list to watch soon. This is the episode of list of list of movies Jamie needs to watch now. Now. Like, like in the very Today. near future, not in a year or two. <laughs> I got them on my list, ready to go. Uh, anything else on Kyle? No, just um I, I really enjoy this actor. Um mm -hmm. you know, uh sometimes he's in more of like a side character kind of role. Yeah. Um yeah. but it, it's nice to see him in in a role like this where he's kind of front and center. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Mm -hmm. He did very, he did very, very well in a very, I imagine, difficult part. Yeah, because you know, there's points where he's not him, not quite himself, right. and um, you know, he's going through the cancer stuff. Mm -hmm. He's, and I think like he acted all of that really well. And also, he's playing a real person who, at the time, was still alive. Mm -hmm. So, which is tricky, right? You kind of want to keep that integrity. Yeah. Right. I would I would imagine. Totally. You know. 
Um, Amanda Crew plays our Wendy. She's so pretty. I've always loved Amanda Crew. I think she's so pretty and cute. I just like her vibe. I, I do really like her. You know, I've only seen her in two things, and that's John Tucker and Final Destination Part 3, which I loved. I know, me too. That's mostly what I know her from, but she's also like a main character in Silicon Valley, which um, Oh, okay. I did I did watch, and, you know, she's, she's great in that. Got it. Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. So, um, but no, she's great. Love her. Beautiful. So beautiful. Yeah, she's so Um, pretty. gosh, so pretty. Uh, wish I'd look like her. <laughs> I wish I had She's that hair. so pretty. I know. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sophie Knight played Mary. Um, she had 12 roles, but I haven't seen any of them. What about you? I don't recognize her from anything. Yeah. All righty. Uh, Ty Wood plays Billy. Um, His biggest thing was the uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, the new one. I've only seen a couple episodes of that. So, you know, I, I wrote that down because I have seen like two episodes, Mm but I never I didn't really get into that show. Maybe I'd like it. Maybe I wouldn't. I saw like a couple episodes and it was kind of like, mm, I don't know. -hmm. I watched it. I watched the first season. I binged it. I wait till it was done and I binged it. Um, I usually watched it on my way home from work in the middle of the night. Um, And I enjoyed it, um, but it wasn't my favorite thing in the world, but I loved it. But, you know, he was also in the, the newest reincarnation of 90210 that happened Oh, okay. in 2019, which was a lot of fun because it was like um, they brought back our old cast members, our classics, and they were playing themselves. Nice. And they were trying to plan a reboot of the show. Playing, so they were playing themselves playing At least it's on meta. Yeah, it, it was it was it was so much fun, and um, Christine Elise was in it, and we know I love me some Christine. And um, this happened right after, like right after Luke Perry died, so it was kind of bittersweet for sure. Um, but yeah, uh, let's see here. <sighs> Eric Berg plays Jonah. This one is interesting because um, the only thing I recognized him from is the remake of Silent Night, Deadly Night, titled just Silent Night from 2012. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which I actually haven't seen. Um, you know, I know of it, so I wrote that one down, but I actually haven't seen that. It's okay. That's kind of like the, that's kind of what I was expecting. So maybe that's why I haven't seen it, but I wanted no judgment. it. I haven't seen it, so I can't say, Yeah, but I I wanted more. I'll just yeah. say that. I wanted more and I wanted different. But I own it. It's part of my collection. Every holiday it usually gets watched. Um and uh, several of our our cast members were as were in that movie. So Oh, okay. or maybe not cast but people involved in this movie were involved in that movie. So I thought that was really fun. Um, John Bluthner plays Ramsey Aikman. He was in The Clown at Midnight. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I that's that's I knew he looked familiar. I didn't actually look at him, I don't think. yeah, he played Arnold. Um, and I saw that and I said, oh, we just talked about that like two weeks ago. It's perfect. Um, but again, that's kind of it for me on him. D.W. Brown played Dr. Brooks. 
you know, he didn't have a whole lot of credits, uh, but he did play Ron Johnson in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah, I recognize that. Other than that, I didn't really, yeah, I didn't really recognize him, but not a huge, huge resume. Right. John B. Lowe played Mr. Sinclair. Um, he did the Silent Night remake okay. and the Butterfly Effect and so many other Christmas movies that you know I love. And live I'm by. looking at a list right now, and it's yes. like the first, like the first, like six squares at least, are like Hallmark Christmas movies. And keep on going; it just keeps. And there's more. Better. There's more. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. Yeah, I have seen many of those. Some I have on DVD. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> um. Have you seen him in anything else? Not really. I mean, he's been in a fair amount of things, but pretty much just the things you mentioned. He was in Fido, too. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Other than that, pretty much just everything you listed. My last cast member is Adriana O'Neill, playing the nurse. Mm -hmm. uh, also Silent Night, right? So we had like a little Silent Night reunion in this one, huh? Yeah. Um, and population 436, which I've talked about a little bit on this show. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a slow burn movie with an amazing twist. Oh, my God. When you watch this movie, you're going to be like, what? I like a good twist. Okay. Yes. So good. That's all I have for the actors. Do you have anything you want to add? No, that's it. Just really good cast. Mm -hmm. For sure. All right, moving right along to music. All righty. Um, you know, our composer in this, um, I haven't seen a lot of what he's done, but he did do the show Angel. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And a movie of the week with Amy Jo Johnson and Mario Lopez based on a <laughs> Lois Duncan book, which I gave you, Killing Mr. Griffin. Oh, hey. Yeah, mm -hmm. I actually really enjoyed that. That was a quick read for me, yeah. and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, so I'm going to have to check that out. You know I love me some Lois Duncan, so yeah. yeah it was really fun. <laughs> yes. And the movie was made very well as well, so it was awesome. a good adaptation. I have to check that out. Yeah. Oh, our music in this, the opening titles were so beautiful. I almost wanted to ballet to it. I could see that. I literally wrote like stunning piano, like mm. stunning, really, really gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Um, some of it had like a music box type theme sound to it. Um, I love lots of scary, suspenseful strings in this one. Yep. Oh, what about that scene towards the end when um, they're kind of going back to Jonah's death mm -hmm. and he's being chased through the house? And there's like all these like cinematic horns and yeah, and as he's being chased and there's heartbeat rhythms as he's being chased. And I was so aware that my heart was pounding in time with the score. That's awesome. <laughs> I was like, what's going on in my body right now? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. So it was You're possessed perfect. by the music. <laughs> I was. It was perfect for me i loved it um yeah. what about you other thoughts 
You know, um, I this was one where like I think they did a really good balance of like moments where you really notice the music, especially in those like suspenseful kind of moments. Yep. You know, they do a really good job with those real dissonant kind of scary strings going where you're like something's gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there was like some really unsettling points in the music that I liked a lot. Overall, I thought it was a really pretty score. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, very haunted house. Very like, you know. <laughs> Big budget haunted house kind of um, score. That's what it sounded like to me. Like blockbuster haunted house kind of score. Yep. That's about right. Mm -hmm. Aging. God, I look 20 years old. You know, like we said, the the ectoplasm CGI gives (laughs) it away a little bit, you know, where you're like, okay, this is obviously like 2000s, earlier 2000s CGI. Clothes don't super give it away it's set in the 80s it is so that helps it helps yeah but again there's not there's not a whole lot of things that give away the age we know it's the 80s because of when this occurred and the story and everything and it tells you it's the 80s but you know there's not like any super big hair moments or clothes or technology things that give it away too much there's bones yeah you you don't see a whole whole lot that gives it away I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree with all that. It's pretty neutral. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Because of that, it will hold up. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, twist. It's too late, Kruger. I know the secret now. I think there were a few, for sure. Um, I wrote funeral home. Is is a funeral home. That's a twist. Yep. Um, oh, here it is. So I said, Dad, Daddy was a drunk. Um, yeah. and he breaks. Oh, Daddy's drinking again. I wrote that as a twist. Um, you know, of course, that the there, you know, the Reverend has to find the remains, right? So, this is funny because I put it in my epic line segment, but it pretty much describes the twist, the big twist, perfectly. Mm-hmm. And this one, the reverend finds a phone booth on the side of the road. Hey, how's that for an old-fashioned sentence? There we go. Mm-hmm. You know? And he's trying to get in touch with them. He's leaving a voicemail on their answering machine. And he's explaining everything in case you missed it. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. So I think I'll just have Jesse play that right now. Perfect. I made a terrible mistake. Aikman didn't remove their eyelids to make the dead see, but to make them unseen. So all those missing bodies, all those poor souls in torment, they're still there. They're in the house. The boy wasn't evil. He was trying to free them. And I removed him. Now all that's left is the rage. You must get out now! Get out now! All right. Okay, so there's some fun little twists in this one, huh? There is. Yeah. All right. Pacing. Glenn? Are you still watching? Yeah, so? I'm just checking. 
Uh, you know, I think the pacing's good. I, I will say I like this movie a lot. There are some points that run a little long for me. Mm -hmm. it, it is a longer movie. Um, there were some, there were a few parts for me that felt a little on the long side. Yeah. You know, it kind of plays like a drama sometimes, mm -hmm. as opposed to a horror. But we can't have all horror all the time because then you're going to go nuts. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So you got to break up that suspense a little bit sometimes. So it does play a little bit like a drama at points. But yeah. Um, scary. <laughs> <laughs> we are laughing. Um, you know, it's us, so not like right. scary, scary. But I will say there are some um, moments that are unsettling, and there mm -hmm. there were a couple jump scares that did get me. Again, it's been a while since I've seen it, so there were right. some jump scares that got me. the The scary part about this movie to me isn't the movie itself; it's knowing that this parts of this have happened to somebody, right? And I, I, we've talked about this when we did The Conjuring for, like, are you a believer? And on this one, I definitely am. From all the documentaries I've seen and interviews I've seen with the family and stories have not altered at all. And I, I thoroughly believe that. And so I know this must have been absolutely terrifying for the family involved. Yeah. Definitely. So while the movie is just a movie for us, it must be really weird for them to watch this movie, if they ever did even, knowing that it's based on them and knowing what has happened, right? Yeah, you know, I often wonder, you know, what it's like for folks mm -hmm. who, because, you know, it happens more with like the haunted house stories, I think, that we have more of those haunted house stories or possession stories or just haunting stories mm -hmm. that are based on true stories. Mm -hmm. So um, I always kind of wonder, you know, what, what it feels like to kind of watch the fictionalized version yeah. of your of your actual real life horror story. Or if they even do at all. Yeah. Yeah, right. I feel like if it were me, I feel like part of me would be, like, compelled, just, like, I have to see, like, somebody's right. portraying me and what happened. I wonder what they changed, you know, I wonder how they actually, like, made that visual, like, how they represented that, how they represented the characters that are my actual family, you know, mm -hmm. so I think I'd, I'd have to watch it out of curiosity's sake. Yeah, yeah, but then maybe, I mean, you might be too traumatized to you want might to even go back. Yeah, so you might be. I mean, completely, completely depends. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Um, the story, of course. We talked about my deep history with knowing the story and coming full circle with the movie. Um, what do you think of the story? I really like the story. I mean, I love, I love haunting stories. Mm -hmm. I really do. Um, I just think it's classic. I've said this before, but I think it's something we can all relate to in a way because – I think that all houses are haunted in a sense. They oh, just, yeah. they've had lives lived in them before we were there, you yeah. know, for most of us. Most of us don't have a brand new house. Yeah. Um, you know, so they're all haunted in a sense to me. Even if you do a brand new house, something happened on that land. Yeah, exactly. Poltergeist, so like, hello. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, okay. So we all know I've been talking about this. I've been doing a binge of the television show Becker, right? Uh -huh. Which is a sitcom. It's a funny show. Mm -hmm. Not 
not a not a drama but it, there's one in one episode where um he got a very good deal on his new york apartment and it was like how do you pay that little for that apartment yeah it's kind of in a crappy neighborhood but still this is new york right mm-hmm. and then it comes to light that um somebody died in the apartment right before he moved in <laughs> And then they're mm-hmm. like, you live in a dead guy's apartment? He's like, this is New York. We all live in a dead guy's apartment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, yeah, that's true. This is Chicago. We all live in a dead guy's apartment. Someone died here at some point. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so it's a very old place. Yeah. All right. Overall movie rating. And the winner is. Um, so, you know, I do really enjoy this one. It was interesting rewatching it because this is not one that I've seen too many times. Some horror movies I watch over and over and over again, right? I just do. I, I could tell you, like, probably recite them line for line as they're going. Um, this is not one of those for me. Um, I liked it when I first saw it. I liked it the couple times in between that I saw it. This time I liked it too. It's kind of in the middle for me. There's a lot I like about it, but I'm going to give it like a... A six and like a big size pile of eyelids. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a six and a half. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You know, I agree with all of that. All of that. I watched this one. I watched this one at least once every two years Mm -hmm. since it came out. Biannual. Right. I, I own it on DVD. It is not in the box. It is on the shelf. Okay. All right. So this thing. is this is a repeat viewer for me. It's a display display movie. Right. It's something that I like to have easy access to. So yeah, once every two years, maybe three at some points. But it's definitely one that I do revisit when I want like a mellow a mellow movie. Not mm-hmm. not one with a lot of jump scares, not one with a lot of gore and slashes and chainsaws and all those things that we do love. Maybe you want to go to sleep, right? You know, you don't need that action keeping your brain awake. So this is this is more of a mellowed, winding down movie, and I do revisit it um, more often than I do some others. So yeah, this one is going to be also a six and a pile of corpses. So almost okay. seven. Yeah. So we were right about right about in the same same range yeah, there for yeah. sure. And like I said, this is one that, one that you picked. Um, mm-hmm. You actually picked this um, a few weeks ago, and we did something else instead. Yep. But this was one of your options. You're like, how about this or this? And so I'm like, well, how about we just go ahead and, and do this now? Since it's fresh yeah. in my brain, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. All righty. So let's go on to... My fact versus fiction segment. Yeah. This is your opinion. It's a fact. First time I've ever done this kind of thing. Ooh, normally that's I exciting. do. Yeah, normally I do fun facts on the movie, but fact versus fiction. Okay, so I have more facts than I have fiction, so that's very cool. So cool. first off, fiction. There was no Mister Ackerman. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there were no bodies in the wall, which I already talked about, right? Sure. So that was completely dramatized for this movie. Um, and the other fiction is just very, very minor details. Um, now the facts. 
if you've read the book, you would know. But um, Philip, who is the real name of the son in the movie, he's titled Matt, um, got a tumor in his neck when he was 13 years old. And it turned out to be Hodgkin's lymphoma. They originally thought it was non-Hodgkin's, which is like a death sentence. And they were told he has six months to live. Can you imagine being 13 years old mm. and saying you're going to be dead in six months? Yeah. What? Really intense. Yeah. Right. Um, the funeral home that it was, was the Hallahan funeral home. Okay. Um, in reality, mom did not believe him and took him to a psychiatric hospital and had him admitted. Yeah. Uh, the Elias character is based on John Zaffis. Do you know who he is? Actually, I think I read a little bit about him. Um, he was associated with the Warrens somehow. Am I right about that? He's related to them. Okay, that's what I was reading. He's like, I forget what the relation is, but I read that. It was just like a fact that Internet Movie Database had at the bottom there, like yeah, a trivia no, he's, thing. he's their nephew. Okay, yeah. So he was like involved in their cases. Mm -hmm. So that was yeah, very, very, that. very cool. He was not he was not a holy man. He was not, you know, of the clergy, but um he was a ghost. He is, he's still alive as far as I know, mm -hmm. a ghost hunter and paranormal investigator, and does have a paranormal museum like Ed and Lorraine do did. Very cool. So of his own. Um, he does have some of the trinkets, artifacts, whatever you want to call, from the Hallahan funeral home from this case. Cool. Oh, very cool. Mm -hmm. um, Carmen, in reality, after she rented this, this house, this apartment, she dreamed that she rented a funeral home before they even moved in. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And so she, she knew what she'd done did. Um, um, even though she thought maybe it's a dream, but she, she, she knew uh, her subconscious mm -hmm. knew. Uh, let's see here. Here's where I, I wrote that uh, Philip did get those marks on him, but they disappeared quickly. Um, and they were on his hands and arms only. So okay, I think I said his neck. That's that's not true. Um. Oh, the the mopping of the blood in the basement mm -hmm. that happened. Cool. I like that, that scene. That was a thing. Um. And unfortunately, Philip's cancer did come back in 2011. So at time of filming, and they said that his cancer disappeared, that was true. But in 2011, it came back and he passed away from it. Mm -hmm. So, But he, he lived a full life. Good. He had a family. He had children. Yeah. Good. You know, so he he got he got some, some living in between awesome. then and now. He got done what he had to get done. Good. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, fun facts on the movie, though. I have a couple. Let's see here. In the film, this they state that the house was burned down and rebuilt. The house was never burned down, and it still stands today. Oh, cool. Right. Um, movie was shot in Canada. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 
This, this case took place in 1986 through 1989. Mm -hmm. That's about it. You know, yeah. the fun facts on the actual story are far funner than on the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, that stuff's interesting. Oh, love this movie, though. I love the story. And like I said, I have such a, a, a history with the story. And I didn't even know it when I first saw this movie. So, yeah. Yeah. You got to watch this episode of Sally Jesse. I'm going to find it. I did write that down in my notes too, where I'm like, okay, now I got to find this YouTube. Uh, I got to find this on YouTube so I can watch Maybe this I can episode. find it and post it to our YouTube channel. Yeah. It's got to be like public domain. It's out there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Um, it's shout out time. <laughs> All right. You know, we got to shout out our Patreons. John and Daryl. And there was much rejoicing. Thank you guys for believing in us every week and giving us feedback and support and love. We adore you both so much. So yeah, thank you. you guys are awesome. Thank so you. Awesome. Thank you. Um, we got to shout out our, our, our uh, artist, Clark Felix. Well, making magic all the time. The magic. We've said it over and over again. I continue to say it. I would just want mm -hmm. my apartment filled with Clark art, man. Clark art, wallpaper. Those Nightmare on Elm Street art pieces he did. Oh, my gosh. So good. So awesome. You know, I think I want to make it into a collage, those three, and maybe go mm -hmm. have Heather sign it. Oh, Next yeah, that month. would be awesome. Yeah. Let's do it. Yes. <laughs> so good. Um, and our resident author, David O'Hanlon. So awesome. Making a Dolls of Horror novel on us. I'm so excited to read the story. Me too. Me too. I'm even more excited because we're not influencing the story. He's just creating based on mm -hmm. what he knows about us and our family and our friends and our adventures together. So it's going to be all new for us. I'm so excited. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he has a new Babysitter Massacre book out. He does. Yeah. I have to order, I have to order all of them. I just have I the first one. I need to order the rest Same. of them. I do. Mm -hmm. I do. Um, God. I'm so excited. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Um, and, you know, last but not least, shout out to the the family that actually did go through this because, mm -hmm. wow, what an ordeal. And I can't even, yeah. like, imagine, like, they've been talking about this for 35 years, right? Mm -hmm. I can't imagine explaining having to explain yourself to all the naysayers over and over and over and over again and have people calling you a liar over and over yeah. and over again like uh i saw it on on the sally jesse it's like these people are just rude you yeah. know i'd realize that it is an exploitive show and that's what it was there for totally mm -hmm. but i'm like these people are are rude and awful and i mean if you can't say something nice just, just leave them alone, you know. I know. I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, in real life, Carmen does do a little bit of her own paranormal investigating, and and she 
she kind of does what Ed and Lorraine do now, and she, she helps people with their their spiritual issues in their homes. Wow, mm-hmm. very cool. Yeah, so she's paying it forward, you know, based on her experience. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, <sighs> great movie. And last but not least, we have to shout out producer Jesse, who can't be with us today because he's off having fun with Peter's fellows. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, his presence is always missed. I know. Can't be it's, here. it's always weird when he's, I don't have his little square up there in the corner. Right. What is Jesse? <laughs> and we don't hear his sound cues live and I'm making, mm-hmm. trying to make diligent notes so he knows exactly where to go in our recording to put the sound cues for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we hear in our heads the I do the jingles and transitions and, and um, music. Music. <laughs> <laughs> they were all going through my head, every single one of them. Every <laughs> time. Every time. Yeah. Uh, um Yeah, so Jesse creates gold for us every week with every episode. We could not do what we do without our Jesse doll. Right. Yeah. We gotta have our wizard master. Mm-hmm. Got to. Wizard master. Hey Jamie O, have you thought of a new nickname for me yet? <laughs> I'm still working on it. I'm really bad at nicknames. I'm trying to think of a good one. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they, so I'm still working on it. You see, what what happens, the best nicknames happen organically. I know. And I'm waiting for that to happen, really. Right. Like you just got yours last week, Jamie O. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. And Jesse had his um when I got to watch him do his his wizard master thing editing an episode just a few months ago. So it takes time. It does. They can't be forced. They can't. <laughs> it'll so- happen and we'll know it and it'll be just right. <laughs> exactly. It's like <laughs> that's it. Yeah, exactly. Why right now? I'm the only one without one. I feel so left out. We'll get you one. We'll get you one. It'll happen. I love you. <laughs> okay, guys. Um, well, that about wraps up the haunting in Connecticut. I'm not sure on the order on when these are coming out. This might be before Valentine's Day or right after. But the next episode we're recording also happened organically on a Facebook thread on somebody else's page. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Tourist Trap. Which I'm excited about. Love that movie. I've already mm-hmm. started my homework. I'm nice. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm, I'm pumped. excited. So the version I watched, I do have this on DVD, but on Tubi, they have a version titled Uncut and it's five minutes longer mm-hmm. than my DVD. Oh, okay. It's five minutes longer. They also have the other uncut version. So it's five minutes longer. So I'm really excited because I'm watching the uncut version. I feel like elite. <laughs> mm-hmm. I always like the uncut version. Right. I watched the uncut version of this movie, which I guess was like 10, 10 minutes longer. Oh, yeah. Than the, uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, I have this on DVD, but I watched it on HBO Max. Oh. So I'm not sure which version that was it's probably the uncut version probably they i don't think they i don't think they i don't think it was too much there was some like i was reading what the differences were and there wasn't too too many minor plot it was minor minor yeah yeah um yeah so tourist trap guys if you're gonna follow along with us make sure you watch the uncut version Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
I'm very excited because I forgot how much I really enjoy this movie. Yeah, it's awesome. I haven't seen it in, in a bit, so it'll be yeah. nice to revisit it. Yeah, it's going to be great. I mean, continuing with our little doll theme, right? I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Make sure you stay tuned for that. Thank you, as always, to our listeners for keeping us going and and just giving us great feedback and movie suggestions. We love you all. And we can't wait to see you guys at the next con. Yeah. Yeah. And with that, I'm Summer. And I'm Jamie. And you have been listening to the Dolls of Horror. We will talk to you later. Bye. Bye. This has been a presentation of the Dolls of Horror. New episodes are uploaded every week. If you'd like to reach out and say hello to the Dolls, send them an email at thedollsofhorror at yahoo.com. You can also follow them on Facebook and Instagram, both at the Dolls of Horror or on Twitter at Dolls of Horror for bonus content. And if you really like the podcast and want to support them financially so that they can keep making episodes, consider sending them a donation. Follow the link in the description or go to patreon.com slash the dolls of horror for more information. Thanks for listening and see you next time. I love a good study montage. Yeah, let's research this shit and figure it out. So I said dad, daddy was a drunk. Um, yeah. And he breaks. Oh, daddy's drinking again. I wrote that as a twist. We had a time of libraries when they did not really have computers. They had a card catalog on computer maybe, but they didn't have like internet computers where you go and you sit in front of a computer. You had to open a book. Remember the Dewey Decimal System? Yeah. Can you tell me where I can find a book on astronomy? Don't you know the Dewey Decimal System?